This audio is brought to you by Muslim Central. Please consider donating to help cover our running costs and future projects by visiting www.muslimcentral.com forward slash donate. Assalamu alaikum. This is Yasmin Mujahid, and you're listening to Serenity, streaming live on One Legacy Radio. Today we are asking that uh, sort of golden question, uh, which I think most people have asked at some point in their life, and that is, what is the secret to happiness? Uh, it's a question that you can find countless answers to uh, in books. Uh, you know, self-help books and, you know, uh, you know, lots of different types of inspirational speakers. Uh, a lot of people have a lot of different opinions about this question. But today I want to ask this question to you and I want to discuss this question uh, f- from, from a perspective, uh, from, from, from the lens of Islam, the Islamic perspective, um, and then overall, what what you know, overall, what is the secret to happiness? Uh, I want, inshallah, to hear from you uh, in the chat box. We will also be taking live calls today, um, inshallah ta'ala. But to begin to to talk about the uh, any actually any any topic, we have to first define it. Uh, and in order to talk about happiness, it's very important that we first define what is happiness. I think one of the confusions that often happen uh, is that there are different types of happinesses. Uh, in there's the uh, happiness, what we would call the sort of uh, physical type of happiness, uh, and then there's the internal type of happiness. Uh, every organ of the body uh, has a certain need, and in order for that organ to be happy. Uh, it needs to have that need fulfilled. So, for example, the um, the mind uh, is happy once it's the mind is stimulated. Uh, the stomach is happy when the stomach is fulfilled, is, is full when it has food, um, and and so on. The the ears are happy when they listen to something pleasant. The eyes are happy when they see something beautiful. And similarly, the heart also feels happiness. Uh, when it is fulfilled. So the question we have to ask is what is happiness and what type of happiness uh, do we consider happiness? What type of happiness are we running after? And when you look at, for example, the difference between a human being and an animal, you'll find that for an animal, happiness is the physical happiness. Happiness is having enough to eat. Um, Happiness is is the you know just being physically satisfied unfortunately a lot of human beings live in that same way or define uh, happiness and pleasure in that same way and uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has compared you know some human beings uh, to two animals in fact to cattle Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying that those are they are like the cattle Nay, they are more astray, and and if you think about what it is, you know, a, 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 an animal doesn't have anything else uh, really to live for other than eating, 
and sleeping and reproducing. And that's how an animal lives. But a human being has a higher uh, a higher level of happiness that it can reach. If a human being only strives for the physical happiness, the same type of happiness that an animal does, and it just ends there, then that human being becomes like an animal, but even more, possibly even more astray, because that's all an animal can do. Whereas a human being has more potential, and if we're not fulfilling that potential, then we become even lower than the animals. Uh, an animal is obeying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in what it's doing when it's eating or sleeping or reproducing. Whereas when a, when a human being uh, lives in that same way, we are not fulfilling the purpose of our creation. So the question we have to ask then, uh, you know, what, what once you define happiness and you define those different types of happiness, it then brings us to the, the happiness of the heart, the happiness, the internal happiness. Uh, so if every organ must have its fill in order to, to be fulfilled and to be happy, uh, we want to look at the essence of happiness uh, is, is, is that of the heart, the happiness of the heart. Now, there is no amount of food or, uh, you know, listening to a you know, certain uh, sound or to fulfill, that's going to fulfill uh, the needs of the heart because the needs of the heart are different than the needs uh, of the eyes uh, or the needs of the ears or the needs of the stomach. Um, and so when we think that we might be happy because we ate uh, you know, a really wonderful chocolate cake, uh, really that's the happiness of the stomach. Um, but the happiness of the heart can only come uh, through one means, and that's by uh, nourishing the heart uh, with the only food that nourishes the heart. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us that the only food uh, that nourishes the heart is the remembrance of Him. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, أَلَا بِذِكْرِ اللَّهِ الْقُلُوبِ Indeed, in the remembrance of God, do the hearts find that peace and that satisfaction. That true happiness only comes in the remembrance of God. If you live your life and you're distant from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or you're distant from the remembrance of God, you won't be able to experience that true happiness. Um, as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us in, um, in the Qur'an that when when um, In Surah Taha, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, whoever turns away from my remembrance for him is a life that is narrowed down, a miserable life. This is a life uh, of unhappiness, a life, a narrow, miserable life. And Allah is telling us here that um, in one in one ayah, Allah is telling us the the only source of true happiness, which is the dhikr, the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In the other ayah, Allah is telling us what happens to those people who turn away from the remembrance of Allah. Oftentimes we have this idea that if I don't remember Allah in this life, you know, um, I kind of am going to pay for it later, right? That if I'm not uh, obeying Allah, or if I'm not remembering Allah, or if I'm being heedless of my relationship with my Creator, I'm going to pay for it later. You know, it's kind of like play now and I'll pay later. Um, it's the whole idea of the credit card, right? We we just use the card and we worry about paying later, even if we don't really have the money to pay. And so we think that 
you know, we're going to play now and have all this fun now, but we're only going to have to pay for it later, um, meaning in the hereafter. But this is actually not true. Uh, In fact, the the payment or the, the punishment of not remembering God actually starts now. It starts here. It starts in this life. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that وَمَنْ أَعْرَضَ عَنْ ذِكْرِ فَإِنَّ لَهُ مَعِيشَةٌ ضَنْكَ Whoever turns away from my remembrance for him is a miserable life here as well, here before uh, the hereafter, uh, that in this life before the next. It's, 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 a, it's an illusion, uh, the, the type of, uh, you know, the idea of, of pleasure that we have that's of, it's sold, right? That's sold in ads, that's sold all around us. Um, it's, it's, it's that if you really, really study and you look at the type of happiness, the type of pleasure that really is being sold uh, in, in, in movies and in songs and in ads and billboards, you'll find that it's only the physical type of happiness, the physical type of pleasure, basically the animalistic pleasure. Uh, you look at something like the ad for Coca-Cola and it says, open happiness, so the the message here is that by drinking Coke, you'll be happy. W- what kind of happiness can you get from drinking a Coke? Well, at best, maybe the happiness of the stomach, right? I mean, because Coke tastes pretty good. Um, the happiness of the stomach, you know, your mouth might be happy, your stomach might be happy. Uh, you know, you might not be thirsty anymore for a little bit or maybe get more thirsty because of the sugar. Who knows? Uh, so that's at best the type of happiness that one could get. So what's being sold here is the idea. So, so every, and it's not just, they're not just selling a product, but they're selling ideas. They're selling concepts. The concept that's being sold here is that physical happiness is ultimate happiness because, because it just says open happiness. And so the idea is if you're physically fulfilled, or if you have physical pleasure, that that will make you happy. Inshallah, we will take a short break now. And when we return, we will open up the lines and inshallah, uh, share your thoughts on this question of what is the secret to happiness. Assalamu alaikum. This is Yasmin Mujahid, and you're listening to Serenity, streaming live on One Legacy Radio. We are talking today about the golden question of what is the secret to happiness, and um, we we have talked uh, first about the definition. Of course, before you can talk about a concept, uh, before you can discuss a concept, you need to define it. And essentially, there are different forms of happiness. Uh, every organ of the body uh, needs to be fulfilled in order for it to feel uh, happy and to, and, to, and to experience pleasure. And the stomach has its own need in order to, to, to experience pleasure. Uh, the ears, the eyes, the mind... And um, the, the, the heart also has its food and also has its need in order for it to experience uh, pleasure and to experience happiness. And as we are told by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, there is only one type of food or type of need that can uh, fill the heart and that can feed the heart. And that is the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then that also 
brings us to the opposite uh, of that fill and the opposite of that pleasure. What happens then to the heart? What happens then to the human heart when it does not have that need fulfilled? And, and you know, we, we look at Surah Taha where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَمَنْ أَعْرَضَ عَنْ ذِكْرِي فَإِنَّ لَهُ مَعِيشَةً لَنْكَ Whoever turns away from my remembrance and for him is a narrow, miserable life. مَعِيشَةً لَنْكَ uh, we we look at our lives oftentimes and we feel this sort of narrowness internally. We might feel that that emptiness or that lack of pleasure, uh, even if the body is has pleasure, right? Even the the stomach may be full. You know, the ears are happy, the eyes are happy. Uh, every you know, the physical needs might be fulfilled, but there's still something missing. And when we feel that way, oftentimes we don't know why. And uh, what what happens, what usually human beings do is they try to seek fill, other types of fill, other types of happiness uh, in, in, and in order to fill that, 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 the emptiness of the heart. So this is why we find uh, the tendency in us humans to run after things, to fill us. Uh, you know, why do we get caught up in drugs or alcohol? Why do we get caught up and, and, and have these obsessive types of relationships with people or even with our jobs, with our careers, uh, with money itself? Uh, why do we end up having these very unhealthy attachments? Ultimately, we're trying to find that happiness of the heart, trying to fill that emptiness that, that's inside of us. And that emptiness cannot be filled in any other way except in the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. As is the statement uh, of Ibn Taymiyyah who said that uh, taking a heart, taking the dhikr away from the heart is like taking a fish out of water. What happens to a fish that comes out of the water is it, not only does it eventually die, but it, it's this very painful sort of suffocation that happens to the fish. And this is what happens to the human heart. Uh, that when, when a person lives their life where God is not part of the equation, God, you know, only in a very uh, superficial way is God part of the equation. Uh, sometimes we live Islam, uh, we live our religion, we live our lives uh, in a way where where our understanding is very ritualistic and very superficial in a sense, where we might be physically praying uh, or fasting or doing kind of the ritualistic things of our faith, but God is really not part of the equation in, at, at any deep level in our lives. Uh, we, we live our lives how we want. Um, that's not what we talk about. That's not what we think about. And ultimately, when I get up in the morning and I think, how am I going to live my life today? How am I going to spend my day? What am I going to do? How am I going to dress? How am I going to act? What am I going to say? Uh, we, do, we, we always have a reason. We always have a motivation and the question is, what is our motivation? If our motivation, uh, you, you know, our motivation is going to be that that thing that we're really, really focused on. Most of the time, it has nothing to do with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He doesn't, uh, you know, there's this research that, that one author did uh, who wrote a book uh, uh, called Landscapes of the Soul. And basically what this, what this man did is he went through and interviewed people from all different faiths. Uh, who who he found across the board, all different 
uh, you know, faiths, all different religions, he found across the board that people, the people said they believed in God. Uh, they had this belief, but it actually had no bearing on how they lived their lives, that it wasn't actually relevant. And this was not, um, you know, restricted to just one religion, uh, but but it was across the board, all different denominations of Christianity and Judaism and Buddhism and all all the way um, across the board. And and so we, we find this tendency in, in Muslims as well, that, that we, we say we believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we say la ilaha illallah, and we, we, we may say it many times a day if we're praying, just, just the fact that we're praying, we say we love and follow the Prophet wasallam. But ultimately, it has no bearing on how we actually choose to live, um, on what we choose to buy and not buy, and what we choose to wear and not wear, and what we choose to say and how we say it, uh, and how we act, and what are our priorities and what we're running after. Ultimately, has nothing to do with Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. As a result of that, we end up uh, starving the heart. We starving the soul because we are not remembering Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala in our lives at any. Uh, in any at any deep level uh, and and this is uh, you know remembrance of Allah the dhikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can be in many forms not just on the tongue uh, but also the limbs can remember Allah when we're praying you know we're remembering Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with our bodies uh, when we when we're fasting when we're giving zakat there's you know every part of our body can 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 be in a in a in an act of worship and so when we're not remembering him um, in these, in, you know, in these different ways, uh, we are actually starving the heart uh, from, from its food. Uh, inshallah, we can uh, open up the lines shortly to your calls. We want to hear from you. Uh, the number again to call in is 714-988-8182. Uh, I want I want to hear for you from you how how do you uh, answer this question of what is the secret to happiness uh, and 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 more from a from a practical level um, maybe from from your own experience what have you learned uh, from your own experience about happiness uh, what has has been the secret to happiness for you in your life uh, and and you know sometimes people uh, sometimes people have uh, points in their life where things turn around and it may go in one direction or another. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, uh, Indeed, God does not change the condition of a people until they change what is inside themselves. This is a very powerful statement, uh, you know, and it, and it can go both ways, that Allah does not change our external condition until we first change our internal condition. That applies to both directions. So our condition externally does not change from bad to good unless we change what is inside ourselves. If there's something about our condition that we do not like and that we want to change, the, the formula for that is to, is to change internally. But it also works the other way as well. And that is that if, if our condition, if it's good, it will not change to bad unless we change internally from good to bad. So there is a direct relationship inside. Um, there's a direct relationship between what we look like inside and what we look like outside. And when I, when I say look like outside, I don't mean, you know, the, you know, how attractive our body is or isn't. Uh, what I mean is that what we, what our hearts look like inside is going to be 
manifest in how we act and in also how we view the world and in also how the world is to us. So our actual reality, our actual situation, our actual circumstance is affected by who, how we are inside. Allah does not change the condition of a people externally until they change what is inside of themselves. And, and subhanAllah, you will find uh, this to be true even in how you see the world. You'll notice that the people who are inside of themselves very maybe dishonest, they will see the world as being dishonest. When you inside of yourself are, have, are holding on to hatred, and envy, and, and these types of diseases, you will, you will see the world through that lens. And you'll, you'll see the world as being a very hateful place, as a very ugly, negative place. And everybody is, is you know, kind of out to get you and everybody's jealous of you. It's an indication of what you are inside. Uh, similarly, when inside it's clean, you see the world as clean. You see, you assume the best of people. You, you, you know, th- this is the world that you experience is very much a reflection of what you are inside. Now, inshallah, I'm going to share some of the uh, reflections in the chat box. Uh, the lines, again, are still open. Uh, we ask you to call, share your experiences, uh, your questions and your reflections. Uh, someone writes, I feel calmer, I feel more at peace. I hope one day that I will find a person to make me more happier, but my happiness will not depend on him, but on him, capital H. Um, the the idea is that first, you know, that, that alhamdulillah, she, she feels happier and she's she's looking uh, for a a companion who can then, you know, increase that happiness, inshallah. I think you, you make a good point when you say that your happiness will not be dependent on him, but it's a very, very uh, fine line. And uh, I think it's it's something that a, a mistake that a lot of us uh, fall into of depending on another person for our happiness. Um, and of course, happiness only dependent on our relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We have a caller on the line. Assalamu alaikum. Assalamu alaikum. Okay, inshallah, that we'll hold, we'll hold on that until we can get the call through. But but in speaking about the the you know one one really important aspect of happiness to focus on is where does happiness come from? But also, you know, what are we dependent on for happiness? I think one of the biggest mistakes we make as human beings is we depend on the creation for happiness. And you know, when we say the creation, that includes other people, that includes money, that includes material things. Anytime we are dependent on the creation for happiness, we will never really be happy. And our so-called happiness will always be unstable. Uh, The definition of how I feel or who I am or my self-worth should never be uh, in the hands of, of the creation because, of course, that's something unstable. And so it, it it is a very good point, and, and thank you for sharing that, uh, Layla. Someone else writes, "Mashallah, Layla, I'm glad to hear. Inshallah, you will get the perfect man in quotes with all his shortcomings, but perfect for you sooner than you know it." One thing that I want to emphasize about the the search for the perfect um, companion is it's so important to understand why it is that we get married, uh, why it is that we look for companionship. Ultimately, if we understand companionship in the right light, then it will always be good for us, inshallah ta'ala. 
the the mistake of 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 that we make in terms of looking for companionship is that we tend to think that we will find another person another you know that we will look in the companion for completion uh, so for example this idea that i'm not complete until i find x y and z companion to complete me that in and of itself is i i think it's a mistake uh, because our completion comes from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If, if you're seeking your companion uh, in order to fill you inside, then you will be disappointed because the only thing that can fill you inside is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Also, uh, the, the idea that you seek marriage or you seek a spouse or you seek companionship in order to make you happy. Now, I'm going to, there's, there's a subtle point here that the ultimate purpose of seeking companionship should never be to make me happy. I, and, and I know this is, you know, it's, it's something we, we we're like programmed to believe that, you know, the reason that I have this relationship is to make me happy. Uh, it's very dangerous because uh, that should not be the ultimate purpose. Uh, it definitely, happiness is definitely a pot, you know, uh, um, uh, sort of a fringe benefit right? Um, inshallah ta'ala, it's a gift from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But the ultimate purpose of companionship and especially marriage is actually to make you a better person. And that's a, that's a much, that is much, much uh, different than to make me happy. If I'm, if I'm getting married for this person to fulfill me, then I'm in for, um, you know, a lot of disappointment, uh, potentially. But if I'm getting married knowing that the purpose of the marriage is actually to help complete my deen, to complete my deen is different than to complete me. And that's where a lot of people, um, I think, get confused about the hadith that says that marriage is, you know, when, when you get married, you complete half your deen. Completing half your deen is not the same as completing half your yourself. Um, completing half your deen is about character building. It's about being a better person. Uh, and so if you're getting married in order to make you a better, to, to help you, enable you to, to try to be a better person, then you've gotten the, the correct purpose. Uh, and then, of course, as a fringe benefit, the gift from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is that, is that qurrat ayun that Allah says, um, and that is that, you know, in the dua uh, where we say, رَبَّنَا حَبْلَنَا مِنْ أَزْوَاجِنَا وَذُرِّيَّاتِنَا قُرَّةَ آيٌ وَجَعَلْنَا لِلْمُتَّقِينَ إِمَامًا Here Allah is, you know, in the, the, this dua that's in the Qur'an, Oh Allah, we ask Allah, Oh Allah, make our spouses and our children the coolness of our eyes. You know, the, the, this, this, you know, and even when you look at the word that, that Allah uses, حَبْلَنَا, hiba حَبْلَنَا comes from the word hiba and hiba means a gift. So you're asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to gift you, to give you a gift of this coolness of the eyes. A gift is very different than ultimate purpose. Uh, that, that my ultimate purpose in the relationship itself, when I'm entering into the marriage, when I'm entering into the, you know, that, that relationship, the ultimate purpose should be completing my deen, meaning helping me to be a better person, character building. Um, but the ultimate purpose is not so that I can, um, you know, so that this person can fill me, fulfill me, or make me happy. Uh, it's 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 extremely important, and you will find uh, that if you have the right focus, uh, inshallah, that then you will be able to be successful. One of the problems with having the wrong focus uh, is 
that if I'm going into this relationship in order to be happy or in order to fulfill me or to fill me, well, as soon as it's not doing that, so suppose, you know, you end, you, um, you get into the marriage and you, you start to face some challenges, which is inevitable. Uh, once you start to face those challenges, well, it doesn't, you're not necessarily very happy while you're facing challenges. Um, when you go to the gym and you're lifting weights, it's not necessarily very pleasurable to lift weights, but why do people do it? People do it to get stronger. They do it because there's a certain purpose. Um, when you're working out or you're lifting, it's, it's stressful. It's painful. Anybody who doesn't knows that it's painful at the time you're doing it. But there's a, there's a higher purpose of why you're doing it, and that is that you're building muscle. So in the same way, um, if, you, if you see it, yes, this may be a challenge. It may not be very fun right now. It may not be very um, easy right now. But if I saw that my ultimate purpose was to be a better person, and this is helping me in building that muscle and helping me in developing that, then I, then I don't see, I see it very differently. I, I don't run away from it immediately, but but I see you know h- how I can um, grow from the from the situation itself. We have a caller on the line. Salam alaikum. Salam alaikum. Caller, can you hear me? How are you doing? I'm having a little bit of trouble um, hearing. It's getting cut off. Um, can you hear me clearly? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, inshallah. Go ahead with your with your question. Uh, I wanted to share my experience. Okay. Um, can you hear me? Yes, I can. Yeah. Um, about four years ago, I started having anxiety because I didn't follow Islam, and um, it was really difficult. Because I didn't really understand anything about life um, or Islam or anything. So I started, um, my mom would help me and she would help me um, like pray. She would tell me to do things that I didn't practice before. And um, it, it was a one-year struggle because I would have anxiety and I would get panic attacks. But um, the only way that I got rid of my anxiety and I found true happiness was through God. Um, and what, and what, what do you mean by through God? Excuse me? And, and can you be specific, like what you mean by through God? What, what specifically um, helped you? Okay, like um, anxiety is like, um, like a mental state of mind. Mm-hmm. And um, I went through counseling, and I would do breathing exercises and everything, and nothing would work. But when I started following things that Allah Subhanahu wa Taala commanded us to do, like praying, wearing hijab, saying, doing zikr, and all those things, um, it, like all the anxiety would like get out of my head, like slowly by slowly. 
Subhanallah. Subhanallah. That's amazing. And you know, it's like, um, thank you for sharing your story because your story is just one of many manifestations of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's words. You know, like we were saying uh, earlier in the show, the, sharing the, the two uh, two of the ayat about the remembrance of Allah. That indeed in the remembrance of Allah do the hearts find peace and satisfaction. And you only found that peace and satisfaction through his remembrance. You know, it, it's, it's amazing amazing to actually recognize brothers and sisters that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala even you know if you look at if you look at the sister's story and you look at you know situations where people do suffer from anxiety uh, it's actually uh, it's a mercy from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because you know imagine if the sister had not felt the anxiety to begin with she would not have known that there was a problem internally she would not have known that she needs to make a change uh, because you know, it's 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 the anxiety itself was a symptom of a problem with the heart. Uh, you know, in her case, and and of course, there's there's different situations uh, when it comes to some you know mental illness. But in her case, it, you know, it, sometimes the the anxiety itself, or even the the pain, the emptiness, the depression itself, is a symptom of 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 a problem that we have inside that we need to fix. And you know, one example you can think of for this is just like in the physical world if your body uh you know is being burnt if you're standing by a stove an open flame and you know you don't notice that your elbow has touched the flame what's going to make you move your hand what's going to make you move your arm is the pain of the fire so that pain itself is actually a protection is actually a mercy from god to let you know that you need to move your arm it's it's to let you know that you need to make a change and emotional psychological uh pain is very similar you know it's 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 the anxiety itself it's the pain itself it's the sometimes the sadness or you know that that actually is that just just like the the, the flesh when it's being burned it hurts and similarly the, this pain it, it it indicates to us there's something wrong there's something i need to change and again allah tells us inna allah la yughayyiru ma biqawmin hatta yughayyiru ma bi anfusihim the situation that you don't like the the anxiety the the this the uh this this depression the the situation in your in your life in your in your school in your career whatever situation it is that you don't like it will never change until you change what's inside yourself. And when you change internally, you will find that externally things change, as the sister shared, subhanAllah. And, you know, those are the types of stories that we want to hear from you, uh, you know, real real stories that, that inspire others. Because it isn't just... It, it isn't just talk. You know, the Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala doesn't say something unless it's the truth. Allah only speaks the truth and Allah tells us these things uh, and, and we know that, that for sure they are true. Uh, now, uh, you know, there's, you can, if, if you can call in, um, that's great. We'd love to hear from you. Otherwise, there's also, uh, we're taking comments on the chat box. Someone writes, I have alhamdulillah recently started wearing hijab and doing more dhikr uh, and ibadah, so remembrance and worship, and I always try to be better, and it has been easy, but the only thing I struggle with is that I can't stop wearing makeup. I only wear natural makeup, but I still know I'm doing haram with this, and it upsets me so much. You know, w- without talking specifically about 
uh, any one matter or another. I think we can look at this uh, from from a wider lens, um, and let's look at it, you know, more deeply, inshallah ta'ala, without getting into the the rules of this or that. But ultimately, you know, ultimately these things are just one of many examples of sacrifice for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You know, recently I was giving a talk about uh, you know some of the the natural consequences of love, and one of the natural consequences that you'll find in human love, for example, is the ability and the and the ease by which we can sacrifice for that which we love. And one of the best examples I can think of is the mother for her child. Uh, you you know you just any mother can relate to this, and anyone who's seen a mother or or a father can relate to this. Uh, you know what you do for your child. Is you know, for example, if the child is up at night, is sick, uh, it doesn't. Nobody needs to pay a mother or a father to wake up at night and take care of their child. You know, no one needs to pay them. There's no, there's no question about going in the middle of the night to the hospital if your child needs it. Uh, these are sacrifices that we are willing to make for our children because we love them. But you know what? It it really takes a lot from us to be able to get up at night and pray. You know, we we when anyone who knows what it's like to have a newborn, it's not just one time that you're up. <laughs> you know, you're up every night. You're up every night. Some some mothers, you know, some the children who have colic, you know, they they cry continuously sometimes for 16 hours straight and and it's just, you know, the mother, she does it. The father, he does it. And it's it's just something that's naturally born out of love. Uh, we, we're able to sacrifice. We're able to sacrifice our sleep. We're able to sacrifice our our own, um, ha- you know, our own comfort. Um, you know, sometimes you, you'll go long periods of time as a mother, a new mother, especially, you know, you can't eat because you got to, you know, take care of the kid. And sometimes it's like, oh, man, when was the last time I ate? You know, we sacrifice these things when we love someone. Um, and, and so we have to ask ourselves when we're unable to sacrifice even small things for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we have to really question the, 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 the truth and the reality and the sincerity of our love. Because as we see with human love, it's natural to sacrifice. It's easy. It's something that, uh, you know, of course, of course, even if it's difficult and we do it, we're still rewarded. But what I'm trying to get at here is that the strength of the love makes it easier. Um, and, you know, one of the, those examples you see is what you do with your children. I mean, the amount of money, let's just look at that, that we sacrifice for the sake of our kids. You know, send them you know, throughout their life and send them to college alone, you know. There's no question. There's a, it's, not, it's not something that uh, that's considered even, it's just a given, you know. You, you sacrifice for those you love. And and so we have to ask ourselves if if we are... If we really, if our true, if our love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is really true, um, and, and why it is that we, we have so much trouble sacrificing for His sake. Uh, part of it is, 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 is the, you know, maybe the strength of the love and, and also we have to have full faith. Uh, and it's part of it is also Iman, having full faith that any time we sacrifice something for Allah's sake, He replaces it with something better. If Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, if we give up something for His sake, we let go of it for His sake, He will replace it with something better. That's Iman. To really have faith in that uh, is what we need in order to be able to give up these things that we may love. And when you give up what you love, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala replaces it with what is better and Allah also beautifies you. Uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us, 
And you will not reach goodness uh, until you are able to give of that which you love. You know, it's, it's, it's one thing to give of that which you really don't care much about. Of which that which you're not really very attached to, or you don't love very much, it's, that's that's one thing. But the real test, and not just that, but the 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 real beauty, the real internal beauty comes out and is made and is 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 fashioned when you give of that which you love. That's the way that you reach bitter. That's the way that you reach goodness and beauty internally is by being able to let go of, being able to give of those things that you love. This is so important. Sacrifice is in order to elevate with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, in order to go up and to, and to elevate in status, there needs to be sacrifice. And sacrifice by definition is giving up that which you love. Otherwise, it wouldn't be a sacrifice. When you're getting up at night with your child, you're giving up your sleep which we all know we love. You know, sometimes we can't even wake up for fajr because we love it so much. Uh, but we give it up when we love something more. And and that's what it is, is that we have to find something that we love more, something more worthy. Uh, and, and we give up that which, which we love, but we do it for the sake of that which we love more. Uh, so inshallah, we will take another short break now. And when we return, we will uh, open up the lines again uh, for your questions, your comments, your reflections on this question of what is the secret to happiness? Assalamu alaikum. This is Yasmin Mujahid, and you're listening to Serenity, streaming live on One Legacy Radio. We are asking the question today of what is the secret to happiness? I think there have been a lot of different types of answers to this question. We've talked about different definitions of happiness. There's the the physical happiness, the happiness of the stomach uh, when you eat something that you like, uh, the happiness of the ears when you hear something that you like, the happiness of the eyes when you see something beautiful. And then there's the happiness of the heart, which is that true true happiness, internal happiness. And the only thing that can make the the heart happy uh, and fulfill the heart is the remembrance of God. And we have uh, shared, you know, some different, I think, false definitions of what makes you happy, uh, some myths about the secrets to happiness. And, uh, you know, I think one of them really is that another person can make you happy or that there's something of the creation that can make you happy. You know, if I have a certain amount of money, then I'll finally be happy. Or if I have a particular job or a certain house, um, if I can just be with this person, I would be happy. If I could just marry, uh, you know, this type of woman or this type of man, I would be happy. These are myths uh, that, that, that really, that the, the, the real true happiness can only come through the remembrance of God through the nearness to God, because He's the one who created us. You know, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala made the heart, and it is for Him. It is something that He created for Him. It's by made by Him and for Him. That's the only thing that will make a person. Uh, you know, that organ of the body will only be fulfilled uh, through the its Maker and through through being filled uh, by the Maker. 
And and the food of the heart is the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that point is is important when it comes to looking for a life partner and, and in thinking about marriage uh, and how we think about marriage, why we want to get married. It is a very subtle but important point to understand that we do not get married in order for someone to fill us, fulfill us, complete us. We do not get married ultimately in order to quote-unquote be happy. But rather marriage is it should be seen ultimately as a way, as a means uh, to become a better person, as a means to complete our deen, not to complete our self. And when you complete your deen uh, through marriage, you will find that inshallah ta'ala, Allah will gift you with that happiness. But again, there's a difference between a gift and an ultimate purpose. If you make your purpose Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and you seek only Allah to make you happy, Allah will give you that happiness through different means. And it may be through your marriage, it may be through your friends, but you will always seek it from Him. And you see that those relationships that you have in life are intended to actually help you and in order are intended to make you a better person. We are going through this life ultimately why? Uh, to reach Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with the best character, with the best and most beautiful heart that we can have. And so every experience in life, every relationship, every path you take should be a character builder, a path that helps you to have a more beautiful heart when you meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If you see your marriage in that way, it will completely transform what your expectations are and what you're willing to, to you know, to to do and and how much you're willing to give uh you know of course of course explaining uh it's very very important to explain that uh even though the ultimate purpose of marriage is not to fulfill me to make me happy however uh, that does not mean that if you are in a relationship that is abusive or in a relationship where you are miserable or you are unhappy, that that, that somehow uh, that means that you should just patiently bear it and, and not try to do anything to, to improve that. That is not what is meant. Uh, but rather, you know, we were talking about ultimate purpose. However, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives us the means as well. Allah gives us the tools to try to, uh, Im- you know, change these things to if 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 there's if you have a headache it, you know it's, you should take the means to try to to alleviate that pain if you have a problem in your marriage you should try to to take the means and the tools to try to to fix it to try to make it better ultimately knowing that all good comes from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and and that that it is Allah who can mend it uh, but we take the means to try to fix it it doesn't mean we just you know accept well it's making me a better person, so I'm going to not take any means to change it. Part of this path of of character building is using the tools that Allah gave us in order to try to better our situation, try to tr- in order to try to change those things which which we don't, which are not good, which are not right, and we try to change them. This is a principle that Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala's Messenger has taught us. When he says that if any of you, if you see something wrong, you should try to change it with your hand. This is a means, this is a tool. And if you cannot change it with your hand, then with your tongue, go speak out, speaking out against it. And if you cannot, then at least hate it in your heart. And this is the weakest of faith. So the Prophet ﷺ is telling us how to uh, take the means and, and the tools in order to try to change that which is we see that is wrong. 
Someone writes, I thought that when I would obtain my degree, I would be happy. I wasn't. I thought when I will have a good job and be financially independent, I would be happy, but I am not. The past years, I was thinking, I have to get married in order to be happy. And the fact that I'm still not married makes me feel very unhappy. Today, I realize that I first need to find contentment and be happy with who I am and the way I am created and to accept my life like Allah gave it to me. This is a comment that someone shared in the chat box. It's, it's very profound. And this, I think, reflects a lot of our thinking, uh, which is that we think as, you know, as soon as I get to this point in life, I'll be happy. As soon as I get this, I'll be happy. As soon as I get that, I'll be happy. If only this could change, I'll be happy. We think that happiness is a destination. Happiness is not a destination. Happiness is a way of living. And it's a way of living that can only be found near to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Aquli qawli hadha wa astaghfar Allah li wa lakum innahu ghafurun rahim. Subhanak Allah wa bihamdak. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to help all those who are suffering from sadness or all those who um, are not able to find that true happiness in the nearness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we ask, uh, you know, that, that, that all those who are um, in, in difficult situations that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes it easy on them. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Ghurba, 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 Ghurba.